0: hello and welcome to front office features and aloha to you to my friend chris valente my name is rob crane chris welcome back from hawaii mahalo rob mahalo one of the great places ever is hawaii greatest place ever
1: it is uh it is I, i i am i'm good to go now i'm refreshed
0: Refreshed, ready to go they uh so tell me you were there for what 10 days with your brother and your wife? Uh, I was
1: there eight days. and My brother was there for six of them. So he flew out with his wife and met us there on the Great Island of Maui. It, uh, my wife and I escaped, as we call it, to Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii from, for a vacation from the pandemic. No kids, right? No children. Uh, so it was a true vacation, uh, which was... Much needed after the last year and a half of the ups and downs. I mean, not just for me, obviously, for the whole world needs to go on a vacation right now. And it seems apparently
0: (laughs) the whole world just needs to put an out of office message up. They do. And
1: I would say a lot of people did do that and had the same thought as me and went to Hawaii. There was 250,000 tourists on the island of Maui when I was
0: there. That sounds like an incredible number, but didn't you have to go through like extra it's, like, testing and stuff, even though that you're, vaccinated, prove so that you're vaccinated or something?
1: Correct. So Hawaii has got to be one of the safest places on earth. You have to, before you can even get on the plane, you have to either upload your vaccine documents to the, the state of Hawaii, get a QR code, which they then provide you after they verify you. If you're not vaccinated, you have to prove... Uh, negative COVID tests within 48 hours before flying. When you land, you go through another checkpoint and have to show your QR code, each individual person. They have to make sure your vaccine card matches what you've uploaded, and then they let you into the state. So it was, an, and you still have to wear a mask indoors there. They, did oh, not, they haven't lifted that. They haven't lifted the indoor mask policy. And while we were there, you'd hear on when we were driving through on the, in the car on the radio, Today there was 3 cases. Today there was 2 ca- like it's so it's like covid free like the whole state yeah, is there's like, like nothing covid there. free. Which and they and they and we were, and I was talking to a lot of folks like the restaurants, the bars, etc. They can't have this happen again because their whole entire economy is tourism. So, yeah, right aside there. from pineapples, like they've nothing else. So <laughs> like they can't shut down. So they are taking it still very seriously. Uh, there's the, the so it's weird the, the the hotels are 100% capacity but the restaurants are still only 70%. So getting a table is like
0: Well, if there's 250,000 people there it was really a
1: long wait if you didn't have reservations and getting reservations was really tough. Um we stayed at an Airbnb on the beach in the, in the condo right between Kanapali kind of and Kapalua. It was phenomenal. It was oh, amazing. Two
0: great places. It was I great. I love those places. Awesome. We did a
1: halfway road trip to ha- I'll post some pictures like I I did I swam with turtles I brought the GoPro I had some incredible video just chilling with turtles in the bays, in the ocean, did some really cool snorkeling. Yeah, it was... The weather, obviously, I mean, it's never not perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Um, We had a blast. It was just, like I said, what the doctor ordered for the hell that we've all lived through in the past year and a half to just kind of escape. Because other than talking to our kids, I wasn't really on the internet. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't hear news. I didn't see sports scores. you
0: put the... uh... Just, it's like,
1: just really chilling and hanging out on the beach, finding some, I mean, you, you've been there, so, like, finding really cool hidden gems to, like, go f- private beaches we would find. We we, we we hiked this, our own little waterfall in the Road to Hana where, like, nobody really knows it exists. We found it last time we were there, and we went back, did the hike again. There was no, I mean, it was a treacherous hike, if you will. Um <laughs> But we got there. It was a really cool um, experience. So yeah, we 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 had an absolute phenomenal.
0: Hana is not great. We so the we road so we to Hana is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and we didn't. We've already done it, so we didn't drive to Hana. We were like, no, it's just too long, and it's it's really exhausting, and it's a whole day, right? It's, Did you it's, rent a jeep? So you oh, So that's the other issue on the island. Um, the car rentals were people were renting on that app Toro. Because I never heard of that. Act. So Toro is where you can rent your own car out. So someone oh, can really? rent your car. Yeah, because there was such a shortage of car rentals on the island. Because when the pandemic hit, they shipped all the cars back to the mainland. So they didn't get a bunch. They didn't get enough of them back for all the tourists I just mentioned that were there. I luckily rented well in advance of this. And I national great partner, national, the Red Sox. I got a phenomenal deal on an SUV. My brother got hooked up with a Mustang convertible. A Jeep, though, was going for like $1,500 for the week.
0: Holy bucket.
1: And I was like, I can't, I was like, ah, it's vacation. I can't justify just to get a Jeep Wrangler. Because we had a Jeep 11 years ago. And I was like, oh, it's amazing to have the Jeep. So I ended up, so we flew all the way around the world. We land there. We have the National Emerald Isle. I get the exact same car that I own a GMC Terrain. (laughs) (laughs) A white GMC SLT Terrain is the car we drove around in Hawaii, which is the exact same car that we have here i was like what are the odds of that like that was the car we got rented It was an it was an sm a gmc slt terrain so that's funny the only good news i would say about that because the roads as you know are sometimes tricky out there is having a car that you're familiar with
0: yeah you kind of know how big you are
1: oh yeah you know the you know the ins and outs how it turns the whole nine yards um but we we had a black i mean we saw rainbows tons of turtles like there were turtles like swimming right outside of our our, our Airbnb right there on the beach, um, just chilling on the beach. It was great. It was awesome. The food is like the sushi. We had sushi I think like four times. Um, lava flows I'm not a big for days.
0: Sushi guy. I love uh, seafood. I'm not a big sushi guy. Maybe how I've does that had work? Good sushi, raw, raw, the raw stuff.
1: So oh, so you well, like? I cook- like
0: shrimp cocktail, but that's not raw. But maybe shrimp, if
1: you no, that's food. cooked. That's cooked. How? So you maybe you haven't had good sushi.
0: Maybe that's it. So you don't get good sushi sushi at a gas station,
1: or uh, or or a or, <laughs> or a, um, a grocery store. No, that's not where you get your sushi. Uh, <laughs> got but it,
0: got it, got it. Then I need to. But yeah, navigate. maybe
1: fly back to Hawaii and go check it out. Maybe you'll get some good sushi.
0: All right. So while you were enjoying the beaches of Hawaii, I had a five-year-old birthday party at my house.
1: Always okay. a always a fun time.
0: Fun time, right? It wasn't horrible. We had probably I don't know ten or fifteen of her friends from. Preschool come over. This is my daughter. she five-year-old, birthday party. And their parents and everything. So there's probably 30 or 40 people. And there was a chance that there was going to be uh, rainstorms, you know, thunderstorms. No problem. So we got a half hour left in the party. We basically got to do presents and then everyone leaves, right? So we're almost there. Almost there. Skies are darkening. I checked the radar. There's some stuff coming through. But I was like, I ah, will be fine. So we said, all right, guys, we're going to do the presents inside. And we come inside. And I live in a three-bedroom ranch, right? So I live in far from, like, a mansion or anything like that, like a little 2,000-square-foot house. And we bring in everybody. Starts to drizzle, drizzle, drizzle. Then it unloads. (laughs) It rained. Uh I, you wanna look at the radar and like the red blob just built on top of us for an hour. Oh so an hour. I'll 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 we'll post the pictures uh later in the video. Um outside uh we live on a little side street, side street, uh down like downport for an hour, at least an hour. Um my best friend, best man of my wedding, um uh Maddie's godfather, he drives a Jeep Cherokee. The water in the street covered three-quarters of his tire. He almost lost his car because it almost literally floated away.
1: You have like a flash flood.
0: Right. That's it. So that's exactly what happened. I went out there, and the, road, the water down the road was shin high in the streets, in the streets, f- rushing, literally rushing down the street. Um, my, uh, my basement has never seen a drop of water until that night and it flooded um did did you lose anything i lost i am sitting uh in uh i used to have carpet in the basement uh there's no more carpet it was flooded out uh we called the insurance we had 10 blowers uh like you know i use minor league baseball right like inflatable blowers you have for like a bouncy house that they all put down here did they
1: send them to you or you had to go rent them
0: no, they came. We called. A, we made a homeowner's insurance claim. Yep. So they come, and then we had the, these three like dehumidifiers that were, three or four of them, that were probably four feet tall, had everything going. I was shop vacing with my great neighbors, who also grabbed shop vacs and were sucking up water. I'm on my hands and knees, shop vacing as the party is going upstairs, and my neighbors are oh going on down God. there. Oh, my God. So it was insanity and so they came back on that was Saturday, they came back Monday ripped up all the carpet down here um, in some places had the cut out drywall, uh, we saw roof damage to our house and that was a fifth birthday party to remember
1: uh, yeah, you'll be able to tell Maddie that story forever At that time <laughs> the house literally flooded when it you had a bur- crazy oh, water. water in the basement is the freaking worst for all you non-homeowners out there yet yeah. That is like so. We, there's, it's been downpouring in Massachusetts too. Like we've had a ton of rain this summer, like crazy Those rain. Mark. I, I have a sump pump, and it usually. It's I have throwing,
0: a sump pump too. Uh, sump pump uh, just couldn't keep up.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, we had um, a massive storm, and the sump pump couldn't keep up. And I got I got water in the basement too, and it was coming up through the bedroom that's in my basement through the floor. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Here? Like it was. It's been raining so much, and then one time when we first moved in. The original sump pump was still in there from the uh, the previous owners and it died. And I didn't like, I didn't know what the hell was going on in the sump pumps. I didn't even think about it. Came down here to just the basement completely underwater and the sump pump was like burned out. Yeah. It, it's just the war like water My in the basement. neighbor had
0: 17 inches of water in her basement.
1: 17 inches?
0: Of water in her basement. Anyway, so craziness. I'm sure that our listeners who are uh, in college are like, why am I listening to your basement stories? Because this is what you get. This is, this is what you get. I mean, who doesn't like a good basement story? A lot of who good stuff happens in a basement. Cra- craziness. Anyway, so that was, uh, that was difficult, but we made it through, and uh, we'll see what well, happens.
1: Happy birthday, Maddie.
0: Yes, Maddie and, and Amy. Same birthday.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, happy birthday to Amy.
0: Yes, she has the same birthday. I said one turned five and one turned more than five.
1: Yep. You don't say Yep, We're not going to say the age. <laughs> We're not going to say the age.
0: So, um... Anyway, so let's get to sports and business and some things. So there was some, it, there's some interesting stuff going on in the sports world, but um, I don't know where do you want to start. I think that obviously we talked. and I was like, ah, let people come in for the Olympics. That was wrong. <laughs> well, it goes in our last podcast. Uh,
1: yeah, your your team your team. Let's have ah, every-
0: let them all in. Hope let, it's over. Let's let's have everyone. Let's do, No, I
1: think it was we discussed should they even have the Olympics.
0: They should still have the Olympics. They're doing the Olympics now. They're fine.
1: Yeah, we've we've lost. What do we? We lost a couple of people to COVID, didn't we? We lost. I um,
0: lost. I don't think they died. But well, I no. They, they, yeah, they're, they're still with us, but they might not be on the Olympics team.
1: Yeah, who was it? Who who got who got booted? There's someone got booted. I don't know. Uh, um, Bryson
0: DeChambeau, the golfer. Bryson and DeChambeau got. Uh, but he's not for us, 10.
1: right? He's he. Oh, he's we, with Spain. Yeah, he's not our.
0: And the U.S. men's basketball team stinks. Stinks. They stinks. stinks. Yeah, blown up by what France? France. That was the Ligo, first time they lost Gobert and Evan Fournier
1: since 2004. In the uh, they lost a game in the Olympics. Like they scored like 74 points.
0: I feel France like Durant had like 10 points. Look, Kevin, Kevin Durant scores
1: 50. He scores like he scores like 50 in a playoff game because he scored they scored 70 total in the game. That's p- pathetic. Pathetic.
0: Yeah, they, they got to do it. But anyway. So, do you think that they made the right call to let fans, uh, not allow fans in, but still hold the Olympics?
1: Yes. Yes. I do. I, just, I, I think what's going to happen, and I think, I think I was, you and I were talking about before we hit the record button, is that's going to really, really, really hurt viewership numbers.
0: Oh, right. I think the... I was listening to... I talk about this. I listened to Sports Business Journal daily podcast this morning on my way to work. And they said that the... Um, that the opening ceremonies was the lowest in history. I mean, I,
1: I didn't see a second of it, so I, I heard it was a cool drone show, but there's definitely something weird about people just marching around in a stadium when there's, there's nobody weird. there.
0: I think that's I think I, if I remember correctly, and you have people would have to fact check me on the Sports Business Journal podcast that was released today, July twenty sixth. Um, something like they had thirteen million viewers. Watched it like uh, this time, and in two thousand and eight, it's like thirty five million
1: people. Yeah, that's that's a big drop off.
0: I don't know if that includes Peacock because they were crushing everything's on Peacock now. Yeah, yeah, anything. But Peacock, um, peacock.
1: never mind. I'm not gonna talk about Peacock.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know anything. I I don't know enough. But.
1: was it we, was it weird to see just a bunch of people waving to nobody? Like yes, what? it
0: was very weird. I watched it for three seconds and turned it's just it the I mean, weird.
1: I didn't even need to know you tell me the numbers to know it was going to be a disaster from a rating standpoint. This is no different than last year when no one watched sports because they couldn't get their head around watching people make a big putt and no one be there to clap, or there was yeah, right. people in a bubble like in an NBA or NHL playoffs and there's baseball no, was the
0: weirdest.
1: Baseball was just so quiet, like it just football too. Football was. A, at least you don't Football see the Football is more
0: watchable because you can't see the crowd all the right. time. Baseball every time you watch a baseball game. That's all show. No one there.
1: Right. That's all they show is in between pitches the crowd. Yeah, it's so like foul
0: balls that go into nowhere.
1: Yeah, I I just think and like obviously too with, with the with the events too. Like I I don't know. I I I'm not. Even, I haven't seen one second. Of the Olympics. And I usually get into the Olympics. Like, I'm pretty into like I, 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 watched, the,
0: it last, I watched it last night. I watched it last night. The gymnastic
1: stuff, I'm always pretty into. He's
0: been recording. It's also weird, you know, it's one of those years that. Uh, you know what happens I,
1: before you watch it.
0: Right, because it's. Your uh, phone, the bleacher report.
1: report. I keep getting the bleacher report up there, so I'm like, I already know what happened. I'm not watching this. Yeah, um, so
0: I think that hurts too.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, but was,
0: So I want to flip the Olympics and us watching them into something about what this podcast is about, helping people start and grow their careers, right? Like, so, and most, though, we are in how many countries? 30-some countries? Um, More than that now. Yeah, so, um, in the United States, in 2028, Los Angeles is hosting the Summer Olympics. Mm -hmm. In uh, the United States, Canada, and Mexico are also going to be hosting the World Cup in what twenty four or something like that, um, twenty eight somewhere in in that same vicinity. They are, the United States is also a significant player to host the Winter Olympics in twenty thirty in Utah. We always talk about you know looking for jobs that are not just part of you know X team, right? Here's a great example. You're telling me that they're going to host the Olympics. The Olympics. The Olympics in 2028, and they're not having jobs now. They're not hiring people now. They're not looking for people to put on the Olympics in five years, seven years. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, 1,000%. I mean, 1,000% they are. When Boston 2024 was a the thing, they people were working there 10 years ago now, like to try and put together the whole bid process. So there's a 100% LA, and has already got half to have people boots on the ground and there's definitely jobs
0: available. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's one of those things where it's like, "Oh, yeah," right? Like you know, um I was just uh I was just looking at something else. You know there were other thing that I was looking at. There's a guy who just got a job, um he used to run sponsorships for the Diamondbacks. His job is now to run the Super Bowl when it comes to Phoenix.
1: Executive director like, like the Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, like He's the CEO of Super Bowl Fifty, whatever the hell goes to Phoenix, and I'm like, "There's a job too, right? They're always like, you know, if I were, I talk about this stuff, I would do it again, right? Like, I'd go volunteer. You could go volunteer at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Imagine the people that you could meet when you volunteer at the Super Bowl.
1: It's an endless. You've been to the Super Bowl, yeah, a couple times, yeah. It's it's if you're just there for the not even the never game. Never to the game though, right? I've never been to the game, nope. Um, If you're just there for the events and the festivities and the, and the week of there is everybody that potentially you could ever imagine. It's like going to the baseball winter meetings, but, but, but for every single brands, but for brands, uh, front offices, teams, people who don't work in football, like myself and Fenway, who are there, like everybody is there. It's the marquee event. So if you can find your way into that area during Super Bowl week, wherever you may or may not live, you will be very, very well situated to run into someone. I can't tell you how many people I've met at the Super Bowl just by like being at the right place at the right time that you just connect with. And that's how it all happens because everybody is there. Like everybody in sports is there.
0: What was one of the people you've been to? How many Super Bowls?
1: One, two, three.
0: Anytime that you got to think about it, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've never been to the game. That's fine. Who cares?
1: Um, I, would like, I wouldn't go to the game if my team was in it. But when my team was in it, I, I probably couldn't afford to have gone to the game. The, I was still too I was a young, broke, so, young and in sports.
0: Uh, everything revolves around Battle Creek. Of you know, course. Steelers' first Super Bowl um, was when Bettis was on the team, Roethlisberger's like first or second year, right? Yeah. Um, I was living in Battle Creek, and that Super Bowl was in Detroit. So, like, an hour and a half, two hours away, and I couldn't – I didn't go because I was making $16,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd have to spend 17 paychecks to pay for a – You might
1: have to spend more. I mean, it's like five grand a ticket sometimes depending on who's in it. And with the Steelers in it, it probably probably wasn't a cheap ticket.
0: And Bettis was from Detroit and all that stuff, so – and it was Bettis's kind of last hurrah. It was his after, last hurrah, his which last he almost
1: hurrah. screwed up, right? Didn't he have that fumble against... That was, was the
0: in, uh, in Baltimore. The AFC like, championship game. Uh, the Colts. The Colts, the championship right? championship game. It was like, the game was over. Over, right? and he fumbled. And he fumbled on the one. Yep. And it popped out. Ben Roethlisberger somehow tackled the guy by his shoelace.
1: Yep, I remember that.
0: I almost fell out of my chair. I think I, I died there for like... <laughs> i don't remember
1: much but i remember that vividly i don't know why i remember that play vividly but he i remember. never that.
0: fumbled he's jerome bettis
1: never and it was for like to seal the deal to put him in the super bowl for the first time ever and boop pop yeah
0: anyway. fumble ruski um so i bring that up because
1: what were you asking me you asked me why how many was something you were asking me how many oh, i've been so, to
0: so anyway mike i was <laughs> yeah, thank you for bringing me back on track um my thing was Name some of, like, either the people or the positions or the coolest thing that you've seen to give people some context of, like, what you did. And, obviously, you just ran into them at a bar. You ran into them at a restaurant. You ran into them walking down yep. the halls. Like, that happens more than, like, here is my formal introduction. Here is my formal meeting. Is like, you just be in the Total, Oh, totally.
1: It's, it's when you're with people. So I was with the, my guys from, from Budweiser in Miami. One of their big clients is Buffalo Wild Wings, who I've been calling on forever. And they're like, oh, the CMO of Buffalo Wild Wings is here. Do you want to meet him? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so introduced the CMO of Buffalo Wild Wings, who then was like, oh, you should talk to my guy over here who's the CMO of Hooters. You want to meet him? I was like, yeah, sure. Boom. Then... Uh, as that was going on, uh, the COO of Topgolf was in attendance, and he's like, oh, do you want to meet? I was like, yeah. And then from yeah. just that one connection, I met three people at Chief roles of Topgolf, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Hooters.
0: Topgolf, exploding. Exploding. Exploding.
1: He was a great I dude. Cause, I mean, that's coming to Fenway Park. Uh, f- That's top, right. I saw top that. golf, coming gof. to Fenway Park. Hit, hit off the Green Monster and there's some uh, bullseyes out there. I think November-ish.
0: It's like the uh, first couple of days of November. I they do a like stadium
1: that. tour. They do like that stadium tour. They've done it at PECO like of Yeah, they've done it at Petco Park, I think. Um, but it'll be cool. It, it was supposed to happen I two years ago or something. And then obviously COVID. But uh, yeah, no. So... Well, I've, I've, there's some other people I've, I've met. I can't think anymore. Um, but just in one chance meeting, I then ended up... I've, I have a funny thing. I think I sent it to you. I was on my... I went with Bud to uh, the club. was I think it's 11 in Miami, like the famous club. I'm not a club guy at all anymore. But they're like, oh, DJ Tiesto, we have two tables. It's, it's $50,000. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, sure. So it was up to like four in the morning. We're drinking Ace of Spades champagne. I have a flight at 7.30 or 8 a.m. There's a picture of me like in my phone. It goes from me like chugging a bottle of champagne, standing on the table with my buddy from Bud to my next picture of my phone is Emma on my chest and when I came home. Like, it was like, oh, life, life comes at you fast. I'm like drinking $1,000 bottle of champagne with Budweiser to literally the next picture of my phone is my one-year-old daughter sleeping on my chest on my couch after I have had a long night of debauchery in Miami. Which, by the way, I still don't know how my couple months of that debauchery, which was um, Super Bowl, spring training, and there were uh, and CES in Vegas, yeah, was all height kind of like COVID was exploding like right into that March. I don't know how I went to those three things and escaped it because I was. Well, you at, have like, no
0: idea if you did or didn't.
1: No, I, I took the antibodies test with the Major League Baseball stuff. I, didn't, I oh, never that's had right, it. Yeah, you didn't get it. I never had it. So, um. I don't know how I went to Ground Zero and like I mean you're talking about I look back at the pictures I was on top of like in Vegas, Miami
0: sharing a bottle of champagne. I'm sure you weren't the only one drinking out of that at a Tiesto
1: like concert in Miami. I'm in CES in Vegas like two weeks before that. I I don't know how I and and they said CES was one of the biggest Ground Zeros because so many international people come.
0: Oh yeah, and then from Asia.
1: From because it's a huge Asian thing that go to CES and all the yeah. electronics and technology, I was there walking around the floor, and then a month and a half later, I was locked in my basement. I don't know how that all <laughs> like happened. <laughs> then I even I escaped it, but I mean I might wait, wait, I actually I might be I might be I might be uh, patient zero. Maybe I was the, one I, to start
0: yeah, the could be. Maybe could be. I was wondering too. I got like a I don't know. It was like when it was just first starting, and everyone has these theories that like it was in. United States well before that you know anything shut down like I had a uh, dry cough in like November like December or January of that right year and I was like, yeah who cares it's fine I was playing basketball hacking up along and it no better uh, probably. Um, but anyway, I say like the Super Bowl, the Olympics, I'm sure like a marath like the New York City Marathon, the Boston Marathon they're all looking for like volunteers. yep there is nothing wrong with volunteering If you go put volunteer Super Bowl, you put the I word Super Bowl in your resume. Look in a resume, right? Eye
1: catcher. You want eye catchers on your resume,
0: right? You know, New York City Marathon, Boston Marathon, those types of things. They're always looking for volunteers. That could be you. So it's a good thing. So I want to bring up something else, right? I was, we were talking with some folks, and I've seen, uh, you know, the world is back hiring people, and they can't hire enough people in some industries, right? Um, that. Here's a dilemma that I've seen time and time and time again, and I wanted to get your opinion on this dilemma, okay? You're you're getting your first job uh, out of college, okay? You've been working your ass off your entire college career, and you... There, you work hard and you're looking for a job. You get a job and it might not be exactly what you want, but you kind of talk yourself into it and you say, this is good. I'll be able to get going I can see what I like because, you know, you don't know what you like and what you don't like. I had no idea I'd love sales as much as I love sales, right? Like you really kind of don't. So you yeah. you just get started. Then what happens? A perceived better job you accept, right? I'm on my way. A perceived better job comes along. And you have an opportunity to interview and go through the process of that, quote-unquote, better job. It might be for a bigger name. It might be for a position that more interests you. What
1: do you do? So I think there's – I have a lot
0: of different answers for this one. Um Good, good dilemma to have, by the way. Congrats to the great p- dilemma to have. But I have I have experienced it. And I want to tell you my story after you tell me what goes on. Have so I ever told you the Texan story?
1: I don't remember. Well, if All you start right, well, telling anyway, um, it, lots of stories. I know. Yes. Story time with Rob. Here would be my rule of thumb for someone at that point in their career if you first job, first, first full time
0: job. job,
1: if you haven't yet started the other job and you were already in the process of still interviewing with someone else and then found out you had a different offer, I'd be more okay with you not starting and going to the other role. If you go and you start, and we're talking like two weeks in here.
0: Yeah, two weeks in. You're kind of going through the other process, and it's like you're working for some, I don't know, what has a bad perceived thing, low ECHL hockey team and an NBA team calls you uh, I, right it's hard it's, this is not an easy answer I
1: don't think you can do it I don't think you can do it I think if you start and you just started and this is your first job in your career I, I, I don't think you can do I, I don't think you can leave I think you got to tough it out for at least a year
0: how can you say, how can you say that to a 22 year old kid when the NBA, say, uh, NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the Worcester Red Sox, somebody calls at that level, and you're making $22,000 for a job you're not even sure about, uh, they I get, say, yeah. I have to stick it out. I'm not arguing one point or the other, but I'm saying, how do you tell it to that kid?
1: I think he's like, look, your reputation means something. and We know this is a small business, and karma's, karma's not great. If you give someone like your word and you sign something and you say you're coming and like you're going to start a job and like you do it, I I think it's different. I think as you get longer in your career, it's different, right? I think you have a different leeway to make those calls and be like, this just isn't for me. I'm sorry. Like, it's not going to work for my family, whatever the the answer might be. I I don't
0: know. It's hard. I I, I think you got to hear them all out because you don't really know what's going to happen.
1: No, of course He's, not. I would rub yeah. me the wrong way. It would rub me the wrong way. But again, what are you going to do? Like, I, Yes, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for yourself. Trust me. I am all on board with someone doing what's... Especially after the pandemic, and we saw what happened to a lot of people who did what's, what we thought was best for their company, and they got yeah. screwed. <sighs> That's a tough one.
0: I It is, isn't it? I, I,
1: I, I, couldn't, I wouldn't ever tell anybody I'd give... I would never give full blessing to do it, but I also necessarily wouldn't be like...
0: Same. I, same. I think like... You can't tell them, like, no, you're screwing everything up. You can't ever do that. You're definitely not you're screwing up because you're it. an entry level.
1: You're an entry level. You're an entry level nobody. Like, you're not yeah. going to screw anything up. It's you're replaceable, right? If you're only two weeks in, I guess. If you
0: replace the pope. Anybody's replaceable.
1: That's true. A new pope. White smoke. That's when you had a new pope. White smoke. Fun fact. So, yeah, I learned that from EuroTrip, Even though I'm Catholic and I went to Catholic school, I learned the whole. Process, when, you ever seen, uh, Never mind. I never. You never mind. Euro trip. No, um, it. I know. It, it's a, people who are listening. It's it's a hilarious movie, underrated hilarious movie. It's the it's you know you know the song Sky doesn't know with with Matt Damon like Matt Damon does like the cameo and he like sings a song Sky doesn't know.
0: Scotty doesn't know.
1: Yeah, Sky doesn't know.
0: Sky doesn't know. I think uh, that sounds a little familiar. Well, that's from that movie. Anyway.
1: Right. Um. If I was the company, I'd be bullshit. Yeah, that, that you did it too.
0: I don't know. It I, could get you. It could get you. But
1: I'm, odds never are, even, I'm never gonna. I'm never full are, blessing. It won't. If if you haven't gone yet, I'd be like, okay, that I I'd be more okay with it. But if you walked in the office, started, they set you up, business cards, because I so I'm gonna. T- I did it. I did, did that. It. Tell me about but it. But I didn't go. I, I've
0: done this too. So let's go. Tell, tell so, me I'll tell you mine.
1: Uh, I was with the Devils. ESPN Boston. Um, when the ESPN Boston actually used to have a radio station. Off, I wanted to move to Boston. They offered me a job. I agreed. I accepted. I told the Devils. I was out. I was moving to Boston.
0: How did Lula Amarillo take that?
1: So this is how they took it. Uh, no, you're not. We just bought the team in Lowell. You're going to go there. I was <laughs> like, uh, okay. Um, they're, like, they're like, we didn't know you wanted to go to Boston. And I was like, yeah, no. And they're like, okay, well, you go be director of ticket sales for a A team if you want to move to Boston. And I was like, sold. So I had to tell, and you know who actually, you know him. It's Mike Wynn. Really? Yes. Mike Wynn offered me the job.
0: So Mike Wynn. Uh, so here's where team. I'm going to
1: tell you, it's a small world. So Mike, so this is where it could get dangerous. So Mike Wynn, I accept the role. I have the email still. It's still in my personal email. I've gone back and looked at it. I accept the role. I give him all information for the business card. I'm starting in a week. I have to call him up and be like, Mike, I, I told Lou, he, he, he's not letting me go. Uh, I, I, I'm staying with the organization. <laughs> that
0: must have been so nervous. I'm like, actually, so nervous. oh, so
1: nervous. I'm because I was still young. I was 25, 25. Yeah. So, 20, 25, 25 or 26. Doesn't matter. So, I'm like, I can't. I, I, I was like, I, I don't know if you know this man, but he's an extremely hard person to like. Tell no, so uh, I'm gonna stick it out with the Devils, and I'm I'm still coming to Boston. Fast forward, I'm now at Fenway Sports. Mike Wynn was at Boston College. Fenway Sports, is, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, he now, yeah, he's at a bigger job now. He was used to be the radio guy. He was at IMG, so IMG, IMG had the radio rights for Boston College. So he only sold BC radio, radio guy, right? We Fenway Sports represented BC for all the sponsorships for all the sports teams so we used to work very closely with Mike so Mike and I would be working as a so <laughs> fast forward 10 years later I still ended up working with the same person and then Mike gets the big job at BC Mike and I had a very fine relationship Mike's a great Mike's a great guy um but just goes to show you it's a very small world so car- you never know who's going to end up still in your in your network later down the road who you might screw over per se but I did it um I didn't start though I hadn't gone to Boston and taken like walked in the office I just said I look I can't accept the role anymore I'm staying with my organization which is different than I think going to a different org- anyway so I can't 100% be against it as someone who's done it yeah but I have a different feeling if you've actually started already that uh, might rub me a little bit more wrong
0: anyway, What's your story I so uh, my, I did my internship with the Houston Texans, okay, in the operations department, um, and they had a full-time internship that ran a calendar year, and they had training camp interns. I was a training camp intern. Um, and I did great. Me and my boss, we hit it off. Everything was wonderful. You know, it all worked out great. But the internship ended because training camp ended, right? And I stayed a little extra because we just kind of we just like I said we hit it off, but yeah I, you know ran out of money and we had to go. I was making five fifteen an hour. <laughs> um, so between the end of training camp and uh, I went to the baseball winter meetings. I've told that story a million times. I accepted a job in Battle Creek, Michigan, and it's the beginning of January. I am driving from New Hampshire. To Battle Creek, and the way one of the ways to get there is you go through uh, Canada, right, and then enter M- Michigan over by Detroit River. So that's the way I was going. I'm in the middle of Canada, and I had my little uh, flip cell phone, right, and you're roaming. Uh, you're in another country. <laughs> correct, and I must have paid a million dollars for this phone call. I uh, the phone rings. It's my boss from the Texans. I answer the phone. I'm in the middle of uh, Canada, and uh, he goes, "Hey, Rob." I said, "Hey, what's up?" He goes, um, uh, "The guy who was his name was Lance. Lance, the full-time intern. He moved on to something else. I want to bring you on as the full-time intern, and uh, you know, possibilities abound as you could work for the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, full-time. You know, good role. They basically paid for housing. There was there was a no, like literally a no-brainer." And I said, well, um, I'm on my way to a lovely city of Battle Creek, Michigan, as I accepted a, a job as a full-time ticket sales guy. He laughed. He goes, all right, <laughs> all right, I'll, uh, uh, I'll see you in, how long did it take you to get down here, a week or two? I'll see you in a, I'll see you in a week or two. All right. And he hangs up. And I was huh. like, uh, so I call him back and I was like, are you serious about this? And he's like, yeah, it's like, I'm serious about it. I need you to start in a week or I like, but I made this commitment already. I'm like literally moving all my stuff from here to there. And I committed, I come in and he goes, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I was like, I need to think about this. I'll call you in a few days. Right. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Fine. He's like thinking that no brain. So I think through it and I'm like, I can't, I can't leave. Right. Like internship full-time like i i can't i can't live and it was here. in the,
1: it was in football ops right
0: uh it was in yeah everything was a kind of under operation football ops could have been uh, you know stadium op- it was like just operations uh team travels very team focused and i had no one you know my mom doesn't know the difference between anything right so like i don't know i was like i made a commitment i just met amy like two like a month before then right if that um. And I call him back, and I say, I'm staying in Battle Creek. Why? What are you talking about? What are you staying? It's biggest mistake. What are you doing? You stay in Battle Creek. <laughs> so I stayed in Battle Creek. That was January. That April um, was when the Texans had the first overall pick. Like I said, football, it's football operations, football, lots of football. And in that draft, the first pick uh, went uh, Mario Williams, the defensive end. Yep. Long, long yep. Career, right? Yep. In that draft was Vince Young, Texas quarterback, uh, and Reggie Bush. The owner wanted Reggie Bush. Uh, the general manager wanted Mario Williams. Somehow, the general manager won. <laughs> the general manager despite the owner signed Mario Williams before the draft in june everybody was fired Everyone was fired everyone was gone i would have been gone they the people who everyone who brought me in all gone in 6 months if i would have uh, if i would have uh, done that and you, uh, you know minor league baseball is a small world and you know Uh, Who knows what would happen? But everyone was fired within six months.
1: So it worked out.
0: It did. It did. That was like the definition of high road, low road.
1: Were you close to going back? Were you like teetering on going back to Houston?
0: Yeah, of course, right? It's the Houston Texans. It's the NFL. What made you? What made made you more torn? What made you stay? I think Marty. I don't know why. It just sometimes. Did you you tell
1: him that you had this new offer?
0: I don't remember, uh, truthfully. I don't. I don't. I don't remember, um, man. If I would have, uh, who knows where life would have happened then, right? Like you never would have gotten the sales. You never would have uh, done that. You wouldn't
1: of. likely be sitting here,
0: right? Who, right? Because every
1: move you made from that point forward landed you right here today.
0: And everything revolves around Battle Creek,
1: Michigan. Everything. If if
0: our stories would be a
1: lot less entertaining without Battle Creek, Michigan.
0: I I agree. My life would be less entertaining. Um, without uh, battle creek michigan so um so yeah that's a definition of so that scenario they put you in you went through it i went through it i've been on the phone with others who are either going through it or just went through it that's a thing right so i just figured we should talk it's about definitely it. a thing and
1: i i there's no right in. i look i i guess i guess at the end of the day i'd say you gotta go with your gut and what feels right but do you got no, do it? No, it's
0: gonna bite you in the ass, right? Mike Wynn's gonna be around.
1: Mike Wynn is around. Mike Wynn is around. It all worked out.
0: From uh, I, I I talked to him before, and he's from uh, Burlington, Massachusetts, the town I grew up in. I, I see, look at the small world. Um, I think. Speaking of small world, can we are we done with this subject? Because I'm about yeah. to change something. No, I,
1: I, we're gonna go. We're gonna go right to the smaller world. Yes, go right now. Go right ahead.
0: Small world. Yesterday, I get, a, I get a text from you. like what? Text from me. That's not a small world. We text nearly every day. Um, small world. I go uh, to dinner at this nice little restaurant called the Shanty in uh, Warwick, Rhode Island. I have a wonderful dinner. I have a Manhattan uh, and Shaken uh, or not? Great or dinner.
1: Stirred. Don't booze the bruise. Don't, don't bruise.
0: Bru- don't bruise the booze. So you get your Manhattan stirred. Anyway, we're leaving, got the kids in the car, ready to pack up, saying goodbye to my in laws who I was there with. Who walks out the damn door of the restaurant? The one the only Scott Minto from San Diego State University. How the hell Um, did that happen? He's from there and he's got long hair. I would post it on the Instagram. He looks great. Um and i was like i think in my and i may have had a couple other drinks uh prior to that. <laughs> Scott uh, hey hey i think hey. i yelled holy shit scott <laughs> and uh cuz i was like in the car like i was sitting uh passenger seat cuz i had a few drinks right yeah and uh, uh your sponsorship uh, paid for this dinner man <laughs> <laughs> Wake you uh, got, buddy love it <laughs> <laughs> so uh i run up i give him a big hug and uh Scott Scott Minto the one the only the man the myth the legend the greatest human being of all time Scott Minto
1: that's a lot to live up to the greatest human being of all time wow Scotty <laughs> have you ever met
0: Scott Minto he's the greatest <laughs> human being of I've all time I've only
1: met him on Zoom I'm, I don't go in Rhode Island restaurants too often I need to hang out more in Rhode Island
0: I, I agree with that so anyway small world the smallest Scott Minto the shanty Sunday night
1: the shanty what's the, Is that an Italian place
0: what's... no it was I don't know what the hell it was like I said, I had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Was- <laughs> I did have pasta. I had bucatini. Bucatini. So
1: I was like to say, what did you order? If you don't know what. That yeah, was?
0: bucatini with shrimp.
1: And what the hell just happened? there? Red Sox The really.
0: crispiest, the crispiest, crispiest wings I've ever had in my life.
1: I like a good crispy wing.
0: I mean, unbelievable. My uh, most of the uh, the people that I was with don't. My wife and uh, my mother-in-law, they don't love spice. Uh, So we didn't get, like, buffalo wings. We got, like, soy ginger wings or something like that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Holy cow. May have been the best cooked wing, though I like a different sauce. The best cooked wing I've ever had at the Shanty in Warwick, Rhode Island. This this part of uh, Front Office Features is brought to you by the Shanty in Warwick, Rhode Island. For all your dinner needs, please go to theshanty.com. Well, uh, little technical difficulties, but I think uh, Chris and I got our point across for today. So anyway, we're back next week uh, with another Front Office Features, and uh, we shall talk to you soon. See ya.